when I was in my early 20s, I had a coworker. He was in his 40s and he rode his bike to work and I thought it was a little smarty pants, so I thought I'd judge him and I was kind of critical of the guy. So one day he asked me for a ride home because his bike had a flat and so I gave him a ride home and as I dropped him off, he turned around and he said to me, he said, you know, you're a very, very pretty girl, but you've got a really, really ugly mouth. And it broke my heart. And after I left, I just bawled all the way home. And I asked God, oh God, please clean my mouth up. I think when you're young, you don't even pay attention to how you speak. Sometimes we can look down at people, homeless people or whatever, and think they can't speak into our lives. But this guy's words really pierced me. Your words will either lift the people you talk to today or they'll bring them down. And if they're, if your words are neutral, uh, then why speak them at all? Because ultimately, we either want to communicate something that's lifting, encouraging, instructive, helpful. And for sometimes, boy, we got to be really careful when we get into the critical realm. Uh, who you're critical to and about, how does that impact you? You know, the words that we speak matter. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. And so we even hear that uh, God is referred to as the Word, the power of words. Dr. Randy here, Intentional Living is live in our studio, we've been talking here around the the microphone a little bit before the show began about words and the power of words and how words impact our lives. And I think each of us can probably go back and remember us, maybe a fifth grade teacher or a Sunday school teacher or a parent or sibling, someone who said something, who spoke to us in some way that impacted our life. I would love to hear maybe a story or two uh, from across the nation of how some specific words impacted your life. And now I make that as a neutral question because at the same time, it may be something that was said that really discouraged you. But we want to get into focus here today about being intentional with our words. The Bible says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. And of course, uh, we can corrupt ourselves and others with the kind of speech. You know what? We got a lot of that going on today. We see it on cable TV. We, see, we listen to it maybe in some of the music that you all may listen to or your kids listen to. Uh, we hear it in the streets. You can hear it sitting in a restaurant at another table. And sometimes the words just kind of drag you down. The power of words. Come and be a part of the show today. 888 Yeah, we're live. 888 And I hold in my hand showing those of you on Facebook here. Um, the One Thing Makes a Difference 30-day devotional that we have put together. It's a devotional for every day, a verse, and a one thing challenge. And everybody who called to participate in the show and share your one word with us today, Steve, or when you call, they'll give you instructions when you're calling on how you can get this free of charge. We'll get it to you just uh, for being a part of the show. A little incentive. We all need a little incentive, Jennifer, don't we? A little incentive. It's like when you go to the, they get the, the uh, toy box with the, the sandwich at the thing and the kids get the little toy. That's a little incentive for them to say, Dad, Mom, I want to go through the drive through it. You fill in the blank. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the one thing devotional, we'll get it to you or we'll tell you how you can get it free of charge just to, to participate. 888-888-1717 is the number. 888 I don't know if I introduced myself. I'm Dr. Randy. We're here in the studio live today. We're talking about words, the power of words. You know, our whole ministry is a word-based ministry. That's what we do here. 
And so uh, this means a lot to us. Love to have you come and join us. Uh, let's get started first with Franca in California. Uh, Franca, tell me, how, how have words uh, really impacted your life? Well, I have to say two things immediately came to my mind when you asked that. One of the best things that my mom ever shared with me was she would say to me, crying is a sign of strength. And I just really, I understand that even on a deeper level now. As an adult, I share it with my clients regularly. I do body work and... When somebody cries, that's a sign that they're opening up and they're vulnerable. And being vulnerable is not always an easy thing to do. No, it isn't. And so it's just beautiful to be able to really, truly believe and understand that crying is a sign of strength. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a gift when we can cry and, and just unfold and unravel. It really, it really and, is to be able to. And, and many people struggle with that, uh, Frank. And a Instead of hearing the words of "Hey, crying is, can be a strength," uh, many many kids, especially boys, yes. heard crying is a weakness. Yep. Yeah. That's that's what we're taught a lot of the times, but it's yeah. really not true, in my opinion. Yeah, we stuff and stuff. They, I, I call it emotional ooze. We tend to stuff stuff, and then <laughs> and then it just comes oh, out like a garbage right. can that's overstuffed and it oozes out and all of a sudden a per- uh, you know I had that experience Frank I, I I shared that I didn't really I was I didn't grow up where there was a lot of emotion I mean our family was loving and but it wasn't an emotional family and I my wife really never saw me cry until my dad died in 1993 and that was oh, a pretty wow. overpowering experience for me to feel almost out of control like wow where'd this come from and uh, but at the same time, it's healthy because if you don't, you're just stuffing this stuff and it creates physical and, and emotional and spiritual challenges in our life. Yes, it's true. I'm really beautiful that you were able to let those tears out when your father passed. I'm happy for you. Very powerful. Well, Frank, I'm glad you're and, listening today. Yes. And my father said to me, always think before you speak. And that was the other <laughs> powerful thing. Yes, it Those is. Those two things are with me. So thank you so much, Dr. Randy. God bless you. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate your call. Thanks for uh-huh. being, doing what you're doing and sharing your love with the uh-huh. world. Glad to do it. Thank you again, Frank. I appreciate it. And, you know, reflecting on that, uh, my, my own, like Frank was saying, the tears and emotion, um, are you touched? Sometimes words touch. You ever been to a movie and you see people crying or seeing a movie and they're crying or they're and you're sitting there saying, "What are you crying about?" You know, it's it's there's a balance, obviously, and uh, but the reality is our words matter; they're powerful. And you know, I we we talk about um, you know affecting each other. I think about Star for Affection, I, a book I wrote on this topic of affection, how we are to affect each other, we're to impact each other, and that comes through words, that comes through our attitude, it comes through time spent together. Talking about the power of words today, can you think of a time, maybe someone, maybe a specific memory that comes to mind, a teacher, a coach, a parent that's spoken to your life, and how'd that impact you? What were those words? Here's the reason we're doing this today. I want each of us to think more intentionally about the words that we speak the rest of this day to people in our life. You can bring those grandkids up or down by your words. You can bring your kids or your spouse up or down by your words. I guarantee it. Powerful. 
888-888-1717, plus the One Thing Makes a Difference devotional available to each of you who call to get a part, be a part of the show. You'll hear about that when you call. 888-888-1717 is uh, my phone number. Let's go to Tommy over in Michigan today. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Um, I just wanted to share with you uh, what my grandfather used to say to me. I was four years old uh, when he died, but he would... <laughs> He would drive me around. Uh, he uh, owned a couple different companies. Uh, one was a painting company, and, and he also uh, rented homes. He owned homes and rented them. But he came up from the Tennessee River Valley with nothing. They lost everything with, from the TVA. Mm. And he used to tell me, um, the value in a man is in the callus in his hands. And he would show me his hands and have me touch his hands. And it's something that has stayed with me through the rest of my life. It was something that, that was important to him. He built everything. He started with nothing and, and had to rebuild his whole life. Uh, and, and he did well, and he, he took care of all of us. Um, so it's just something that stuck with me, and, and I'm, that's over 40 years ago. And I, I just remember him saying that and, and looking at his hands. You, you, you're talking about a childhood memory. You must have been three or four years old. Yeah. So this is an early childhood memory, which we know impacts uh, the fact you're remembering that impact what who you are today and how you view life. I would be really fascinated to know what do you do for a living? Um, actually, I um, I just started driving bus. I, I was a truck driver, but I have a farm and I I'm building my own barns, building my own sheds and corrals, and um, trying to instill that same building mentality in my boys that, mm-hmm. that we can make something from nothing and and I'll leave my mark and long after I'm gone this fence this barn will be yours. Listen, uh you just proved the point uh Tommy of a whole a book that there are a couple books that I was a part of called Unlocking the Secrets of Your Childhood Memories that we know that how we remember our childhood those very early memories really reflect how we view life today. And so here you are, three years old, remembering your grandfather saying the value of a man is in the callus in his hands and touching his hands and putting together not only the visual, but also the physical memory of touching him uh, is a reflection of how you view life. You get men get things done. You see it uh, that it's, it's a matter of how you accomplish things, do things with your hands, that these things make a difference. And it's very indicative, not only who your grandfather was, but who you are today. So it's a, it's yeah, a very powerful thing. It really thing. has shaped me. Yeah, it, it, it has. I thank you for the, for the opportunity to share that. It means a lot to me. All right. Thank you, Tommy. And uh, thanks to Grandpa there for sharing that. Pretty powerful, huh? Maybe your memories go all the way back. Interesting. Nicole is in Arizona. Hi there, Nicole. Hi. How are you? Good. What words do you remember? Okay. So my mom used to say that integrity is doing the right thing, even when no one is looking, because God sees all. And only God can see our hearts and understand our true intention behind that. So, you know, um, I think it's a humility thing, not thinking less of self, but thinking of self less. Yeah. And um, I'm just really grateful because, you know, God absolutely has every step of our journey planned. And uh, I'm so grateful that, you know, she was my mom because I got to learn some really spiritual lessons as principal core 
you know, um, values and morals as a child that I got to carry through my life, you know. And uh, it's just, I look at what's going on in the world today, and I think, you know, this is my chance to be an example of God's love and light. I bet you integrity is in I bet you integrity is in your top five of important things in life, isn't it? Yes. I mean, if you don't have integrity, then, you know, a a man's word is his bond, and that's the way it used to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you can't stand behind what you believe, then, uh, you know, it must not be fact. (laughs) Mm, That's true. Hey, Nicole, thank you. It's interesting uh, we're gravitating these early memories of what your parents or coaches have said to you. And, hey, listen, you know what? The words that you hear in your head today uh, from those early years sometimes are distorted from reality. In other words, it may not have been said exactly that way. Maybe it was earlier. Of course, it's more difficult to understand. Did they really say that when I was two years old or three years old? But that's not what's important. What's important is you are interpreting, you are hearing today words in your head that really reflect often how you view life today. And so if those words that you're hearing are just critical, is it possible that those critical memories that you have, those words of criticism impact either how you are parenting, how you're you know, impacting other people, or how you view yourself? The fact is, it is. It is. Uh, there's a connection. That's why this thing of words matters. And, and it matters, parents and grandparents. What in the world are we saying to our kids and our grandkids Today, and not only one time, but over and over, speaking truth into their life, understanding that our words make a huge difference. Come join us. 888-888-1717 is the number. This is fun. This is great. we got so many calls we got to get to. A quick break, Jennifer. You ready to push the button? Quick break. We'll be back. Hey, Facebook friends, uh, if you have a, a word or a, a phrase that is resonating in your head, from your childhood, type it out, send it to Gino. I want him to have something to do there, and he'll pass it along to me, right, Gino? You'll get it here, and I'll I'll read some of those on the air. So take a minute and uh, a phrase or a sentence or word or something. All right, quick break, Jennifer. We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. What do you do when you're discouraged about your job? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Discouragement results from unmet expectations. Ask yourself, are you doing what you thought you'd be doing at this age? And if not, then here's a question for you. Is the problem you're facing a passion problem, a place problem, or a people problem? Because each will require a different response. If it's a passion issue, then you need to really wrestle with God and pray about it and decide if you're doing what God has called you to do. If it's a place problem, then maybe the issue is you're doing the right thing, but in the wrong place. If it's a people issue, then let's follow God's command, go to that person and deal with our people issues. When you do those things intentionally, and you do it consistently, that's intentional living in the workplace. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. You know, uh, that's a spot we send out around the country to hundreds of stations uh, every day, and I was listening to that and thinking about maybe today it's a people, a place, or 
Maybe it's really a passion problem in your life, but you know, often it ties back to words you hear, words you speak, how you interpret what's being said. Powerful thing, understanding that. We're talking about the power of words today. Come and join us. Maybe you can hear in your head something or someone that spoke to you when you were a child. Wow. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Ken in New Mexico, go right ahead, my friend. What did you what do you hear in your head? My granddad told me when I was young one day that uh, some things just go without saying and others are better left unsaid. Huh. How old, how old were you when he said that, Ken? It's it's Tim. But uh, I'm sorry, Tim. I was around eight, eight or ten, somewhere around there, and I didn't really know what it meant then. But as I, as I grew up into my teenage years, it, it hit me, you know, because he didn't tell me he loved me every day, but I knew he did. What does that mean to you today, that phrase? Uh, it means a lot. Like, uh, I mean, I've carried that with me my whole life, and I've, I've kind of lived by a little bit of that code. And um, So be careful just, with your words. Be careful with your words. You don't want to tell Grandma she cooked a bad dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, let, let me tell you a story, Ken. Last night at dinner, Donna's a great cook, and she takes great care of, of the two of us and our family when they're all over. And she she had a recipe for a new dressing for the salad. And and so I, I wasn't trying it, you know. And she said, well, you want to try it? And I said, well, I'll see. And then a little bit later, I could see this. I better try this thing, you know. So I tried it, and I didn't say anything. I tried it. And then when the dinner was over, she said, um, well, what did you think of the new dressing? I said, um, uh, now, is that enough? You want me to be really honest? <laughs> you with me, guys? Do you want me to be really honest or, or do, you, do you want me to be kind? <laughs> she said, no, no, I want you to tell me the truth. I said, it was terrible. I don't like the taste of it. I thought, oh, I'm going to hurt her feelings. Ten minutes later, she said, you know, I didn't like it either. <laughs> so it could be kind and honest, but you got to balance it. You're right, Tim. Sometimes it needs to be said. Sometimes it needs to be left unsaid. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, let's continue. That was just a, a thought from yesterday. Tiffany is in Arizona. Hi, Tiffany. How you doing? Hi, how you doing? Good. good. I'm good. doing good. Yep. What do you hear in your right. head? What do you hear there? So I remember um, this is my senior year um, of high school, and my math teacher um, at the time I was in algebra, and I wasn't the greatest at algebra, and I'm still not the greatest, but um, I remember her telling me, I'm going to pass you because of your behavior, because Mm. I've never had a problem with you. You're very respectful. Um, anything that I ask you to do, you do it, no problem. And she said, I'm going to pass you. And I passed her class with a C, but I still remember that. I'm 47 years old, and I still remember that. Mrs. Barnes. <laughs> well, when you hear Mrs. Barnes, Barnes, now, Tiffany, when you hear Mrs. Barnes saying, I'm going to pass you because of your behavior, because you've done everything I've asked, you've cooperated, how does that sound to you today? What does that mean to you as an adult today? Well, I I share that same thing or I share that same story with my kids. I have three teenagers, 
and they're in school. Um, actually, I have a junior and a senior, so they are in algebra and geometry and all the things. But I tell them that story, and I say, you know what? As long as you do your best, that's all I ask. Do your best because, really, when it's all said and done, you may not be the greatest at a certain thing, but as long as you give your all, you give your 100%, that's all I ask. You know, I'm a homeschooled. They're homeschooled as well. So, you know, I have to grade their papers and all the things that, you know, teachers do. Um, because I'm also mom as well, <laughs> but I shared that story with them and they're like, okay, mom, you know, we get it. We understand, you know? So for me, even as an adult, you do your best, you give your 100%. It may not come out perfect. It may not be all the, you know, everything, but you do your best. And yeah. And I think that's, you know, even with God, um, what he requires of us, we're not perfect. He, he did not create us to be perfect, but he wants us to give our all in all to him. And he can do, he can make it perfect. Thank you, Lord. He can make it perfect. And I think that's the thing that we have to realize, you know, we're not perfect, but we give it to God and he takes it and he makes it perfect. Tiffany, that will <laughs> preach. That will preach. <laughs> And what I love yes. about what I love yes. about your story, Tiffany, is um, you can hear the teacher saying to you, "Listen, I'm going to pass you, Tiffany, because you've done everything I've asked." Basically, saying, "You know, there's nothing I've asked that you haven't tried. You've done your best, and I'm going to pass you." There's someone else who would have been told that same thing and would have interpreted it as I'm a failure, and they would have interpreted it in terms of the, how they view life today. And you have chosen to say, "Hey, you know what?" I'm just not all that good at algebra. One of the things that we know is that there are things in life that we're good at and there are things in life that we're not good at. And here's what we tend to do. We tend to focus on the things we're not good at. And when we focus on those things, we become more discouraged because we can move from, let's say, a, if it's on a scale of one to 10 and you're a two and you, you work really, 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 really hard, you get to a three. You're still not feeling like, hey, I'm at an eight or a nine. Because you're just not wired to do that. Some people, listen, God bless you. Some of you are not going to be great musicians or artists or mathematicians, but some of you are going to be great in each of those or one of those. And what we tend to do is focus on the things we're not good at. So let me ask you, Tiffany, before I let you go, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what are you good at? What is it that God has wired you to do well? I believe God has wired me to do well patience. People. A lot of patience. Yep. Patience with people, patience with um, even myself. You know, um, again, I'm not perfect, but, you know, just striving to always be that one, you know, go that one step. You know, you might be a two, but you went to a three. Hey, at least you went to a three. At least you're not stuck at a two. Right. You know, so it's all about perspective also. You know, how are you looking at things, you know? So, yeah. And then also to remember always death and life is in the power of the tongue. Mm. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. My mom, she, she's a Christian too. Long, long time. I grew up in a Christian home. So, and she would always tell, tell me and my brother, 
tell us that death and life. Be careful, really. Be careful with your words. And a lot of people might think, oh, it's, you know, whatever, whatever. But really, it is true. Death and life, what you speak out of your mouth concerning yourself, concerning others, concerning your children, your husband, your wife, you know, all those things, it has life or it has death. Mm. Tiffany, you should be on the road teaching. You have a lot to share, and it's a lot of truth there. Um, I hope you're getting what we're talking about here today, that the power of the words, just like Tiffany said, there can be life or death in our words. There can be lifting people up or bringing people down in our words. And if we use too many neutral words, meaning there's no significance to them, we're just, in fact, the Bible tells us be, be careful because when there's too many words, some bad things can happen. That's a paraphrase of what we hear in Scripture. But it's the truth. But to allow our words to really be powerful in terms of lifting people. Um, powerful. I'll tell you what. We're, let's just stay right here in the studio. We're going to wrap up in a couple minutes. I want to leave the phone lines open. We're going to record a show that's going to air coming up in a couple of days, I think on Friday. And I'd love to have you be a part of it. Tell me a story, something you remember from your childhood, uh, a word that, or a phrase that made a difference in your life. 888-888-1717. What's a beautiful thing about Christ we see in Scripture is that the culture in which Christ lived, women were rejected, they were downcast, they were even in the world today, second and third and fourth class citizens. But Christ elevated women. It's one of the things I've always been impressed with when you read the scripture, how Christ elevated the position, importance, and value of women. And we see here that God made up the difference of this woman being on love by healing her of these seven demons, bringing her into his circle of influence. Mm. That's an excerpt from the teaching I've done this month on how God loves the unloved. We know he does. I mean, we know scripture says God loves the unloved, but he does it in some really unique ways. And I found four characters in scripture, how he specifically made up the difference from being in a non-loved life. And it's a very powerful lesson. Members, watch for it. It's coming your way this month. About now, you should be receiving it by email, video, and audio. Uh, and if you miss it, check the you know your spam filter there. Pass it on, share it with others. New members, hey, come and be a part of our journey. If your life matters to you and your family and you want to be a part of something that's making a difference, not just positive thinking, but about living in a way that brings glory to God and benefit to ourselves, intentional living, you can't do anything better than helping other people know Christ and then live Him, live for Him every day. So come and join us, your monthly gift. We appreciate it. We'll get you uh, the teaching and you'll be a part of the ongoing mentoring program from Intentional Living. Just uh, go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com to join us. All right, we're going to wrap it up here in about, uh, oh, I hear the music, about 60 seconds or less. Uh, We're going to stay right here, wrapping up our live show. We'll be recording a show that will air on on Friday. Uh, I'd love to have you call. We're talking about the same thing. If you have a story you want to share about someone, a coach, a parent, a grandparent, someone who's spoken to your life, and you can hear it even now, Call us, 888-888-1717. We'll get you on, and then you can hear the show on Friday. And again, when you call, you'll get information when you do on how you can receive the One Thing Makes a Difference uh, 30-day devotional book. It's, it's our gift to you. We have a supply, and I want to get one into your hands as a way of saying thanks for being a part of the show and being so encouraging as you've been today. 
So again, 888-888-1717. For those of you on hold waiting, Jim and others, hang on. We'll get to you in a moment uh, right after the show. For everybody, thanks for being a part of Intentional Living. I'm Dr. Randy. Have a great day.